And that's going to be my number one advice for anybody starting out. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Joanne McCoy. Now, she's out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and she's been selling real estate since 06. Now, she's in Woodsboro's Realty Top 10% Club 10 years now, and she has just been named Woodsboro's Realty Realtor of the Year. Now, Joanne does about 50 transactions per year, which is about 60 mil in volume. So if you're looking to build that type of business, you're in for a treat because today we're going to be talking about how a new agent in town can absolutely take over. In topic two, we're going to talk about getting those repeat clients referrals and what to do to maximize the opportunity. And in topic number three, we're going to be talking about working with other agents. Joanne, I'm super excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Today, today's going to be a fun day, you know, for all for all those tuning in. I can't wait to dive in, talk about your story. Take us back to day one. Give us a little bit of context of how did you become one of the top realtors, or I should say the realtor of the year. Well, I'd like to say that it was an overnight success, but it wasn't. It's like in Hollywood, right? All of those um, actors and actresses, the years that they've put in. So I actually started selling real estate a little bit back in Columbus, Ohio, where I had uh, lived before moving here to Lincoln, Nebraska. And I sold there with a very successful team for just a couple of years. And that was really awesome. I had a lot of business kind of handed to me because of the team. And we were at a time in the economy and in a location where it was, um, I probably sold five homes that were priced at a million dollars. So there was some good business there. Right. And and that was awesome. I was working only with buyers. um, And that was because of the team and the marketing that they did that I had the opportunity to pick up those clients. But um, then moving here in 2006 with my husband and our two daughters, not knowing First of all, not knowing Lincoln, Nebraska, I had to look it up on the map to see where I was moving and then not knowing a single person here and moving at a time you may recall back in like 0708 is when the uh, housing crisis happened and business for realtors really got tough. Um, so, so starting brand new in a town where I did not know a single person and realizing that a lot of people here in Lincoln, they grew up here and they're parents grew up here. So, you know, they've kind of got built in already business from family and high school friends and college friends. I had none of that. And then to have it on top of being at the timing of, you know, the the market kind of crashing. So being a new agent in town, you had to really get out there and do what you could to, to find a way to get into the business and make a, and crack into it. I love it. I love it. So do you remember how many transactions you did your first, your second, your third year then? 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, on one hand, no, maybe two, maybe two hands I could count. Uh, yeah, it was it was slow. It definitely was slow. I ended up actually taking a job at a store at the mall just to, you know, kind of make some make a little bit of money to get to the end of the month. Um, we moved at a time when my husband was changing a little bit um, with his, you know, uh, where he was with his job. So some, you know, we had to make some, some tough budget cuts. Um, our daughters were getting into those ages where they were teenagers and they needed more money to spend on things. So, um, it was, it, there were a few pretty lean years and, um, but fortunately I made it through and I, I, I found a way to do that by really connecting with some of the top agents in town. And that's going to be my number one advice for anybody starting out, whether in the town that you grew up in, or moving somewhere is seek out those agents. And they're usually, um, you know, in my, in my case, were all willing to just share with me whatever they could about the town and about, you know, just what they had learned. Amazing. So from humble beginnings, here we are. <laughs> Let's dive right into topic number one, because I was a new agent in town myself about eh, some time ago. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to share with you. No, I'm just kidding. But a year and a half from the time that we're shooting this podcast, I was that new agent in town. A year and a half, almost two years, where no friends, no family, no influence. We moved 1,200 miles into an area that we never seen before, never visited. Well, sorry, I lied. We visited once in our life, and we haven't looked back since. So I know a thing or two about being the new agent in town, being the new blood, and working on my way up. So... How did you do it? Well, um, here in Lincoln, we do open houses. I don't know what it's like in your market or other markets around the country. Um, a lot of what's, times. What's, are, what's this thing you're talking about of open houses? Because the last two years have been so bonkers. I moved. So I'm in Southeast Florida. Put things into perspective. One okay. of the fastest paced markets when it comes to moving or, you know, we got a lot of New York money. We got a lot of Jersey money, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C. So, Somebody who sells their one bed, one bath Manhattan studio for a million bucks all of a sudden comes down here and, you know, whether it's 500 or $700,000 or it's 100000 over ask, whatever, it's chump change, right? So there was yeah. no such thing as open houses when I was starting in real estate. So the, that, that's why I love hearing that story of you going down the open houses route because yeah. the business was so much different when you started versus the last few years where we've been experiencing, right? Right. Yeah. Last few years, you, you couldn't get to the end of the week to do an open house. The houses were selling obviously before, you know, the first day on the market. So there was no such thing as open houses. There's a few opportunities with new construction, but yeah, no, at the time back in 06, 07, 08, and then, you know, some of the years just following that, definitely people here in town buy houses going to open houses. It's, it's, it's totally surprises me. And, and it may be that, um, that the buyers are like, oh, I don't want to bother my agent. So I'm just going to go out looking. And then they end up finding something that they really like. Or, you know, somebody just says, hey, I'm not really looking for a house, but I saw in the paper. We used to advertise in the paper. What? The paper? <laughs> <laughs> I know, a newspaper. But yeah, so people would come in and they're like, wow, I wasn't really thinking about moving, but I kind of like this house. So yeah, that that really, I was doing three open houses a Sunday, one to two, 2.30 to 3.30 and four to five, and pretty much every Sunday working those open houses. 
You know, I, I like what you're saying here because you're being very efficient with your time. So instead of doing one open house on a Saturday where it takes, you know, half of your day to do that stuff and then one open house on a Sunday, screw it, go all in two to three open houses in one day, make them an hour, hour and a half. You have very highly intentional people coming in. We've talked about this on the show previously, where now all of a sudden you can go put out your signs the night before you just roll up. Or you can put them out in the morning, bang, 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 be super strategic, do open houses that are relatively close to each other. And it's just so much more efficient, so much more efficient. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So, so, so talk to me a little bit about it. As you were starting, you started doing open houses. Did you have a method um, where you were able to do three open houses on a Sunday or were you just like rolling in with your sign-in sheet? You know, I'm here. Let's see who shows up. Yeah, pretty much. I'm here. Let's see who shows up. And, and you, you make a connection with people. And, and to be honest, I, I would like, I would switch up how I would act when somebody came in the front door. I'm like, okay, is this the time where I kind of act kind of cool and I sit back and I just let them look around? Or am I one of those agents that I go up to them and I try to uh, engage in them and have a conversation? You never know what what's going to really connect with somebody. I wasn't trying to be anybody different than I am, but you just... You just never know at the end of the day, why do you make a connection with one person um, versus another? So then I finally said, you know what, heck to heck with it. I'm just going to be who I am. I'll let them come in. I'll ask them a few questions. How'd you find out about the open? Are you working with an agent? Which is really crucial because um, I don't want to obviously step on anybody else's toes and then just say, well, take a look around. Here's the flyer. If you have questions, I'll be here to answer them. Yeah, and I really like that. that. That's that's how I am. I'm cool as the other side of the pillow here. Somebody walks in, you kind of gauge the situation. Hey, welcome to XYZ house. I like to nickname my houses. That's something fun that I like to do. And I said, <laughs> walk to the house and let me know why I nicknamed this house. Like I had a house that I called the London house because right. it had like one of those London red foam booths in the back by the pool. Right. And, you know, and it's like something fun to do. And it's like, cool, listen, let me give you the spiel. Here's a little uh, feedback form. If you can just give me a little bit of an idea so I can tell my seller how overpriced they are or, you know, just make a little joke, have them open up a little bit. Um, But but I like that. As a new agent in town, what were some of the biggest challenges that you were that you were facing, that you were working through and how did you get through that? Well, um, God, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, everybody knows what, how many realtors, you know, you ask somebody and they, they probably can name five, five friends of theirs who are realtors or, or, or their family knows five realtors. Everybody knows realtors. So it's like, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you make that connection so that they feel like, you know, you're the one that they want to, to call on or to work with. And, and again, like I said, it's, there's really, there's really no way to, to put anything on it. It's going to be just a personal connection that you have with somebody. So, um, you know, you can't let yourself get down and, um, and just realize, well, when one door shuts, another opens, it's good. It's all in the numbers. You have to meet a lot of people and then hopefully you end up, you know, uh, finding somebody that, that they like what you said, they like the way that you, that you, um, do your business. And, um, and then hopefully after that, then, 
you start building on those referrals and maybe repeat business as well. Beautiful, beautiful. So <clears throat> we're talking about, you know, the challenges of, of, of being a new agent in town. I want to dive a little bit deeper because I think a lot of agents don't give themselves credit for what they do now. A lot of them do suck. Sorry, guys. That's a called hard truth. But that's why you're listening to this podcast is to just get 1% better every day. Got to give credit to Ed Milet for that one. Um, so as you started cruising and bruising, what other things you did as a new agent in town to build your business? Because we got open houses. You started asking the top producers of what they're doing, you know, how they're building their businesses. Was there anything else that really stuck out for you to get a lot of momentum and start selling the numbers that, that you, that you are doing now? Well, because so everything was before COVID, if you remember, and it, it was important to be at the office. You just never knew, um, you know, just if there's another agent and say another agent is really busy, they're one of the top producers and they they end up needing some help with, um, you know, if they're going to go out of town or they, they've got they're just a little bit busy. They're not going to just call some agent that they don't know. They need, they want to call an agent who they can put a face to the name. And so if the more that you just are around the other agents and they know you, they can see that you're there at the office working, they're going to call you and ask you to help. And then eventually it will turn into a referral or maybe, um, you know, some other business that way. So it's just, it's, it's showing up is, is really key. Uh, you can't just sit at home. Um, there's some other opportunities. Maybe they have, um, lawn and garden show, convention things, you can, you know, man a table, um, you know, those, those type, types of opportunities. Um, I worked with one of my lenders and I said, let's go to an apartment building and see if we can't uh, stage some kind of first time home buyer uh, event and, if, and we can get the word out and people can come over and ask questions from the lender and ask questions from me. We, we just kind of tried to come up with as many creative ideas, but I think the key thing really and truly is just showing up, being there at the meetings, doing the realtor tours if, if people are still doing those and um, and letting the other agents see that you're there and you're willing to work. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing is just, first of all, being involved, right? How do you create more leverage or how do you start moving in the right direction? If you've got no business and you're sitting at home, how are you expecting to get any business? Please go to the office. You're going to overhear somebody, Hey, you know, having a conversation. I mean, I do this all the time. I'm sitting and I'm, you know, I, I, I go to and speak with one of my buddies. I'm like, yo, dude, can you take this person over? Can you help me with some showings? And if I see you at the office, I mean, I personally approach people saying, hey, I, I hear you on the phone. Mind if I give you a little bit of uh, feedback here? And then exactly. you know, all of a sudden, this, this feedback turns into this relationship that evolves. And I really... Um, I, I really believe in investing in yourself. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. The company that I worked with back in Ohio before I moved here, like I mentioned, she was a, a very successful team and she had somebody that coached them and they coached you, you know, the kind of questions to ask when you're, when you get a call from a buyer. And, um, and, and I took that with me when I came to Lincoln and I was um, actually on phone duty. If that even rings a bell to anybody, we used to sit at the office. I don't know what that is. <laughs> 
wait for the calls to come in. And people said, hey, I just drove past a sign and I want information. Um, but the lady at the front desk who didn't really know me and I was around the corner on phone duty, she says, wow, you really did great on the phone with those people. And it just goes to show that coaching really can help and, and knowing how to ask the right questions. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the big key. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 